The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. This is a special podcast produced on-site at ShishMed Connections 2019 Annual Conference in Nashville as we talked with keynote speakers and session leaders direct from the show floor. We are very happy to have Kenny Wynn with us, CEO and co-founder of 368. His session, The Big Fish Experience, create memorable presentations that reel in your audience. Kenny, welcome. Tell us about your session. Bill, I'm so excited to be here. Nashville's great session. Super stoked for tomorrow. We're doing a session based on our book, The Big Fish Experience itself. It's a session about how to give more effective presentations, but a much more tactical session because we all know that we're going to assign people to go to workshops and stuff. The real thing that people are going to get away tomorrow isn't takeaways. It's actually to-dos. And that's something that we're going to push and we're going to tell everyone, if you want to be more influential, you don't do takeaways, man. You're going to have to do (laughs) to-dos. Okay, so how do we do a to-do instead of a takeaway? Here's an example. One of my good friends, um, Eric Schnur, he is the former speechwriter of Al Gore. And I asked him, give me the best speaking advice you can ever give me. If you could just wave a magic wand and improve every person in the world in their speaking, what would you do? And he said... You have to do to-dos instead of takeaways, and this is how you do it. First, is that when you tell someone to do something, you have to make it a task that is very small, but enough to gain the momentum. But on top of that, though, have them do it in 72 hours. Because if you can do it in 72 hours, I mean, that's momentum right there. And the best KPI in any presentation is momentum. When you really break it down is you want people to take action. So I'm going to ask you to do something, Bill. I'm not going to ask you to, like, go fix my car. I'm going to ask you in the next 72 hours, can you make a decision to go fix my car? Yes. Much more straightforward. Much more biteable. You can go and just, like, taste like I'm taking action here. Let's think about this, Bill. You have 30,000 decisions to make a day. That's, like, statistically how many people have. I'm going to help you with one of them. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Help me with one right now. No. All right. So that was really good. So small to-dos that gain momentum and something within 72 hours. So give me an example. I'm a healthcare marketer. I've got a new service line I'm looking to promote. What what do I, and I've got to do a presentation for the CEO. How do I put that into action? Yeah. If it's internal or external, the fastest one is like, give me feedback in the next 72 hours and then give a guideline of feedback. What did you like? What did you not like? Why? That way, it's something that they know they have to jump on in 72 hours because it creates urgency. I mean, no one wants to live, to, live in a presentation world where there's no urgency. That's a lecture. Right. And we got, we're done with those. We're done with those. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to do sit this. through those anymore. We don't want to listen to those anymore. Yeah. All right, so say we are giving a presentation, right? And a lot of us have to give presentations. A lot of marketing directors have to give presentations. How do we write an engaging speech outline in 15 minutes or less? I'll tell you this. It actually starts with an audience exercise. You have to know who you're speaking to, when and where you're presenting. That's very important because depending on the room, if you're like situated, like let's say at this conference, you're situated typically in those rooms above your audience where you can't meet their eyes. The best practice is actually getting to the crowd, like getting people's like near them, walk near them. It, because what happens here is like a theater effect. The higher you are without seeing your audience's eyes, the more your audience becomes observers rather than participants. The lower you are, the better you can create that connection. Do you ever watch TED Talks? Yes. If you notice, the TED stage is below the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience is looking down. Right. It's much more intimate. Okay. You know, that's the first thing. When and where are you right. presenting? Okay. What does the audience want to hear from you the most? 
Key question though, and this is the one that I tell people, you have to know this, is that what biases does your audience have with your presentation? This is so important because whenever you're trying to change something, whatever it's a culture change, pitching to your boss, pitching to like your board stakeholders, if you don't know the reasons why they would say no, I mean, you're going there blind. But if you're about to pitch something that's radical, that's about to blow their mind, one of the best practices to do is say this, like, Bill, let me tell you something. I know that you're probably thinking I'm crazy and that I probably haven't thought this through because of X, Y, and Z, but I have. I thought about X, Y, and Z. But since I already thought about that, and these are the things you're probably concerned about, right? Head nod. Yes. Will you at least listen to me and I'm give listening. me 15 minutes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's empathy. I love it. And we need more empathy in the world. So I love what you just said there. So we have to know our audience, who, when, where, why, and what biases do they have? I think that's really important. And what are the reasons they may say no to what you're trying to present to them, right? Yeah. So how do we find that out? How do I know the biases of my audience? Really, like, one of the best ways is just go directly to them. Find someone that supports, like, their way of thinking, the other side. Listen to them. Don't interrupt listen to them and listen to like all the reasons why you have to do your research like we as an agency when we go out and pitch new business in every pitch i'll, I'll give you the secret sauce right now i want we, the secrets we, we all want the secrets give me I'll, the secrets i'll tell now. you the secret man <laughs> we start off with saying here are five reasons why you probably wouldn't hire us and it always gets their uh, attention we had one with a very large airline lately and i remember the woman saying out of my 20 years of procurement i have never seen this and she, we held the room because for them, they're always looking for reasons to eliminate you or to reasons not to believe in you, especially when it's a very, like, fortified conviction. I mean, we're supposed to challenge convictions. That's how, you know, we live in a rapid pace of change. So the fastest way to do that is to figure out, Bill, like, what is the reasons behind through research, through asking questions? But the more you can figure out your audience's, like, reason of why they would resist, and then you just, like, Say it all. It's like in stand-up comedy. When you watch good at stand-up comedy, you laugh at the things that push your moral compass, things that you wouldn't say out loud normally, but those things awaken something deep in you. Right. I'm trying to do that in a speech. I love it. Okay, so once I find out the bias, or I think I know what the bias is, why they're going to say no, or why they're yeah. not going to like this, how do I write my speech or do my presentation to overcome that bias, overcome that objection? Yeah, so the way that we do it is that after we figure out like these questions, we really figure out who the audience is. After that, we actually mind map the whole entire presentation. And the first thing we focus on is the big idea, the main argument of why you're speaking. But after that, we focus on the call to action. Every great presentation should have a call to action, whether it's a demand, an offer, or a question. And after that, we start focusing on main takeaways. That, and I know we said no takeaways, but these are the things that lead to the to-dos. These takeaways here, we like to say it should be at 140 characters or less, should be quotable, something people can easily tweet out very easily. And finally, an opener and a closer. We do that last because you have to know where you're going before you start. And it could be a story, a question, a fact, uh, data. What's important here, though, is that the bias question comes up in the, near the beginning of the presentation. Okay. So you try to get that question out right away. So through the rest of it, they're going, okay, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe this is something I want. So you said you have to uh, present them with, of course, you know, if you have a big idea, the CTA, uh, present the main takeaways that lead to to do. So what would be an example of that? I've got a big idea and I'm presenting it to my CEO. 
Um, I know that he or she is not going to like this part of it. What would be that quick to-do within 72 hours I would want to include? The best to do, the easiest to do is like feedback in 72 hours. It's like, just tell me what you think. Or the next thing is like, tell me what would make this idea better. The reason why you're trying to push for something so quickly is because it's faster your mind. And we live in a world of influence. So the agency that I own today, like what brands say and what brands do, there's a big gap. We try to bridge that gap. You as a leader live within that gap and you have to become more influential, but you also want more influential people around you. And so when you're pitching to a leader, someone that's like maybe like higher in the hierarchy than you at the organization, if you tell them to give them to do something that could help them make more, them become more influential, they're going to do it. They want that roadmap because they have to make so many decisions, but that you made you know, their decision for them. That's how you can help them become more influential and you become more right. influential. So how do you phrase that to do within 72 hours? Hey, boss, can I get your feedback within three days? Or how do you, how do you phrase that? How do you say that? Hey, I'm looking for feedback in the next day or so. It's all about urgency. If they don't feel like it's a priority for them, they're not going to think it's a priority for you because they're the ones really guiding you at the end of the day, right? Like their concerns are your concerns, right? So if you're able to say, hey, Bill, look, you know, I need this in the next 72 hours because this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We've got to get the ball rolling. All I need from you is just your thoughts in 72 hours. Like all I need is just to hear what you think about it, whether it's good or bad. What happens here is I know that you're committed to it. And that's how a lot of, like, even in update meetings, for example, people say, like, well, I'm a CFO for a present for a, a hospital system. We have to just give quarterly updates. You could still have to do. And that's, like, tell me what you think about this. Give us feedback. You know, get the crowd engaged. You know, it's all about, like, what happens after the presentation. I cannot harp on this enough. The best thing that you can have in a presentation isn't the sale. It's the momentum. It's the little things that happen to lead to what you want. Okay, gotcha. All right. So for someone listening to this right now, can you break this down into uh, here's three easy steps to get started? Yeah. If I were to say three easy steps, these are the three things I would do. Is One is that I would always make sure that when I go into a speech, I know what my audience's biases are. Have to know that. Second is that I have to have some kind of compelling argument that's going to make them feel like wow this is going to make the world a better place the way to do that i'll give you the framework is that uh you challenge them and then you tie it to a benefit and so it's the challenge in parentheses so that benefit just fill it in with what you want to challenge them with and then lead it to like this is what can happen and this can benefit them now the final one is to make sure that you always include to do's it's it's so important to make people feel like i have to make sure I have to do something after this presentation. I have to take action because people love people that take action. You could help them be that. I love that. And by the way, for you listening right now, I wish you could see Kenny. He's rocking this awesome pink sport jacket and tie. Yeah, I think you've got the look of the show. Shishmite Connections 2019. Can I just say that right now? Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Proud okay. to rock it. <laughs> All right, so let me make sure I have this right. Okay, so here's our three steps. One, know your audience's biases. Two, come with that compelling argument. And then number three, include to-dos. Correct. Awesome. Kenny, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Kenny Wynn, CEO and co-founder of 368 and could be the most stylish person at Shishmed Connections 2019. Kenny, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you, man. <laughs>
And if you are unable to attend ShishMed Connections 2019, you can access the session recordings by purchasing the virtual conference. Just visit shishmed.org slash virtual conference. And please join us at next year's conference, September 13th through the 16th, 2020, at the Hyatt Regency in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And to access our full podcast library for other topics of interest to you, visit shishmed.org slash podcasts. This is the ShishMed Podcast Rapid Insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm Bill Klaproth. As always, thanks for listening.